Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Welcome to Disney Deciphered, a podcast helping you save money, time, and stress as you plan your Walt Disney World vacation. On today's episode, Ed Pizzarello from Pizza in Motion and the Miles to Go podcast joins us to talk about Blizzard Beach, one of Disney's two water parks in depth. Find old episodes of the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, or anywhere you find podcasts. We'd really appreciate it if you could subscribe, leave us a review, or share the podcast with someone you know who might enjoy it. Connect with us on our Facebook page, Disney Deciphered, Twitter, WDW Deciphered, or email us, DisneyDeciphered at gmail.com. Thanks, and enjoy the show. Hi, I'm Joe from As a Joe Flies. And I'm Leslie from Trips with Tykes. And today we have a special guest. We are here to talk about Blizzard Beach, one of the two water parks at Walt Disney World. And we've brought on a special guest. Both himself and Leslie have visited Blizzard Beach within the last few weeks. Ed Pizzarello, host of the Miles to Go podcast and writer at Pizza in Motion, a wonderful family Miles and Points blog, is here joining us today. Ed, how are you doing? I'm good. I have a question for you. That's not how you're doing. Am I the first guest on Disney Destin, uh, Disney Deciphered? Uh, unfortunately, you're the second. Second guest. Okay. Equally right, as been. special and important as everyone. Yeah. No, I've been enjoying digesting the episodes. It's been a lot of fun. I, I like the the length of the episodes too. I, uh, I can digest them pretty quickly during a workout or you know, walking through the airport. Yeah, it's like the same concept as your podcast. You know, with the ten to fifteen minute segments. You know, that always is a nice uh, kind of stopping point. One load of laundry, that's what I always say. <laughs> well, yeah, but Blizzard Beach, uh, it sounds like Leslie and I have a leg up here on you with uh, water parks at Disney World. Yeah, let's set the table a little. Like, I don't think I've been to a water park at Walt Disney World since I was a kid. And right now my kids are kind of young. The oldest is five, and I'm at the point where I'm thinking about whether to go to water parks or not. But, you know, my first question for you guys is just overall, what were your impressions of Blizzard Beach? How did you guys like it? So I'm like you, I have avoided the water parks and I have not been to any of them except for Typhoon Lagoon when I was a child. I was probably like 12 at the time. So this was a new adventure, Disney adventure for me. And, you know, I too, because my kids are nine and four, I knew my nine-year-old would be ready, but I thought, you know, is there going to be enough to do for my four-year-olds? And I was blown out of the water. Um, No pun intended. We were really happy with the water park experience, probably because it was 95 and like a million percent humidity and we were so happy not to be sweating in line at a theme park but blizzard beach was great and it definitely worked for different ages and stages and we'll get into all of those those details i'm curious what ed thought yeah i had the same impressions of blizzard beach it's really probably a little bit more so than typhoon lagoon it has some areas that are divided up by how uh, tall your kids are, which generally corresponds to how old they are. And I think they do, a, uh, it's Disney, so obviously they do a great job with theming, but I also think they do a good job just sort of moving folks around the park and, and making it a an easy place to spend a full day and not feel like you ran out of things to do. 
Yeah. And Ed, you mentioned the theming. That was one thing that really just kind of made it for us. So Blizzard Beach, for those of you who have not been there, it, it's a, the, the theme is that there was this freak snowstorm in Florida and they built a ski resort. And then of course the heat came back and the, the snow all melted. And so now there are these ski jumps and um, gondolas and things like that still there, but it's water and not snow. So the, they really like Disney does a great job with it. And the music they pipe in, like they pipe in Caribbean versions of Christmas carols. So <laughs> yeah. it's, it's really, really smartly done. And it brought a smile to my face, just sort of seeing some of the, the things that Disney did with the theme there. Yeah. And I'll tell you, my favorite part of the water park was a solid combination of theming and, water park brilliance because where our kids get tired you know is we're frequent visitors to great wolf lodge um and for those that don't know great wolf it's an indoor water park there's uh, you know 12 or 13 of them around the u.s and you pay to stay in a hotel room overnight and that gives you access to the water park but there are a lot of stairs involved with getting around a water park if you want to go down a big slide you got to get up first and from a theming element the first thing that i saw when i walked into blizzard beach was the ski lift and the ski lift is you know obviously a you know blizzard snow themed but it also takes you to the top of the mountain if you will the blizzard beach is built on and makes it uh you know gives your your younger kids legs time to rest before they get on the next ride if you will wait so instead of climbing up to get to the water slides you take the ski lifts that were ostensibly built for the blizzard Absolutely. Yeah. I think it's, and it's such, it's done so well. It really is. Um, you know, and the nice thing is, is that you would think that all the rides up high, um, would be for the bigger kids, but they also do have, uh, a family ride that goes from up there where you like, you know, four or five people in a tube, um, down the family ride. So, so all ages and sizes can take the ski lift to do a ride. Yeah, that ride is Team Oat Springs, and we did it as a family. My youngest child, as I've often alluded to, is incredibly, thrill ride averse and we did get him on that he was not happy about it but we did succeed and it was a great family uh tube ride to ride together and as long as you don't have a complete you know kid who's a complete chicken like mine is i'd say they can probably do it at three or four so how many people in a tube i think they hold up to six yeah yeah yeah, pretty sure it's six. And it's not, it's, I think it's just the right amount of thrill for a chicken. I mean, both of my kids are daredevils. Uh, but Leslie, with you having one kid that you said's a little bit on the squeamish side, I didn't think, I mean, there are a couple of spots where you get going fast, but it doesn't like whip you up and down the, the tube like some of those larger tube rides that I've been on. Yeah, that's right. And I think they allow everybody but infants to go on that ride. So, I mean, you really could take a, a younger toddler on there if they're, if they're okay with the thrills. Yeah, and then once you get past that, like the park definitely has the normal things you'd expect. There's a wave pool and there's a lazy river. I would say the wave pool at Typhoon Lagoon beats the Blizzard Beach wave pool, hands down, beats any wave pool in the in the country that I've ever visited. But that's a, a separate thing. The thing I think I like about Blizzard Beach for younger kids is when you enter the park on the right hand side there's this little area and it probably has a name and this is where leslie's expertise comes in but uh it's a it's an area for smaller kids and it has everything from a couple of smaller slides to like uh frog lily pad sort of things to hop across to what my kids thought was the best part which was a little zip line that they could zip down and fall into the the pool from yes that's uh tyke's peak uh we spent a lot of time there we actually camped out. That was where we found some chairs 
in the shade. And that was where we made our home base. Um, while what we did is we allowed my son to play there for a lot of the time. And then my husband would take my older daughter off on some of the crazier rides and we trade off. And I really liked that area for younger kids. There were a couple slides that were just his speed that he did again and again. I could actually stand at the bottom and he could run up himself and do them himself. So it was a, it was a really quality area. Yeah, I, I have one bone to pick with Disney about that area. And I would assume, I'm guessing Leslie probably has the same bone to pick because I know you're a little bit of a, a thrill seeker. Joe might not have this bone to pick because he's shorter than us, but the, the zip line is height restricted and my wife and I couldn't go on it. I didn't even see the zip line. I missed the zip line. So now I have to go back. <laughs> oh, the zip line was the zip line was awesome. And I have video of our kids. One of my kids did a full pinwheel when they when they got to the end. They like their hands flew off the bar at the end like they're supposed to and they did a complete 360 in the air and then belly flopped into the water and came up laughing. It was it was a lot of fun. It's like a 50 foot zip line, but it's um it's height restricted to like, you know, five foot one, five foot two, somewhere in there. So my daughter like literally had to like hunch down just a bit to get under the the the, the height threshold. Nice. Well next year. Okay, I'm not five two, Ed. Jeez. <laughs> uh gosh, it's just slipping that insult in there. I don't even think Leslie picked it up. <laughs> Nice. I thought it was pretty blatant, but you know. It, it's nice to have some help in that regard, to have a third person here to, to help me with that. Look, if you ever need somebody to come on and cast aspersions, I'm your guy. Yeah, apparently. All right, so let's uh, move on before I get further insulted. So tell me, looks like there's like seven different kind of main slides. And what I'm really curious about is, you know, what is, I guess, the line situation um, for these various rides or slides, whatever you want to call it. You know, you take the ski lift up actually yeah before we get to the lines is it just one ski lift are there multiple ski lifts to the different slides coming down does each slide have its own ski lift you know how does that work and then when you get up there like how long are the lines that you guys were experiencing and you guys went in the middle of summer so i assume that's as bad as it gets yeah. so yeah so the ski lift there's only one ski lift and it goes up to not all of the rides there's a, a sort of a section of rides that are up there there are some other slides that are in different locations that you have to climb to, um, but not the, the main ones. So, you know, you can reach a lot of the rides that way. I did not do any of the really, really crazy slides. I always, I, I don't mind thrill rides. Like I'll do any roller coaster, but when it comes to water slides, they're painful and I don't want to be in pain. But my husband did do the, the big one, Summit Plummet, and he said it was no joke. So that's, that's sort of one of the ones that people talk about a lot. Yeah, the, the the nice thing about the rides, I think, and is that there's just such a wide variety. So um, if you got a competitive spirit, you've got I think it's the, called downhill double dippers, where you can where you can race side by side with somebody, and there's actually uh, clocks that that show who the the winner is. You've got a bunch of intermediate length rides. Some of them are on mats, some of them are on tubes, um, some of them are single rides, some of them are double rides. So I think from a variety standpoint, I think the thing I loved about about Blizzard Beach was you know, like our kids have different things that they enjoy about water parks and they could both sort of like get the fix of the perfect sort of ride with them, whether it was, I want to ride with mom on a tube or I want to go on my own on a mat and race to the bottom as quick as I can. Yeah, agreed. The variety is really substantial and I didn't get to experience all of it because sometimes I was chilling with the four-year-old, but my husband and daughter really did get to do a lot of things together, which made for some good bonding experiences. Yeah. And one other thing I'd comment on too, and this is just to fold Joe in here for a second. I learned something from Joe in one of your earlier podcasts and I, I won't 
I'll, I'll just generalize and Joe, you can get more specific for, for the listeners, but I believe the it's when you buy a multi-day ticket, you can add on water park access for $25. Yeah, that's exactly right. Just to recap in case people missed it. Basically, if you have a park hopper ticket already, you can add something called the park hopper plus option that currently, uh, as a recording, the rate is just uh, $26 and 30 cents. So basically $25 on top of your park hopper ticket. And you can add that to a one day, two day, three day, however many day. But what it'll do is if you have a four day ticket, you add the park hopper plus option for $26, you get the right to enter water parks or play golf or the ESPN wide world of sports uh, four times. So, you know, what you could do is, you know, go to Typhoon Lagoon twice, Blizzard Beach twice, or go to each of the water parks once, play golf once, go to ESPN once, you know. So it's a pretty great deal. Um, And obviously the longer your ticket, the better of a deal it becomes. Although, you know, there's only so many days that you can spend at Disney World. So, yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, the only comment I'd make on that sort of learning experience standpoint, we have annual passes. And so we went um, just because, you know, we wanted to, maximize value if you will and we are playing you know it's hot summertime it's like great we're going to go to the water parks earlier in the day we'll bring the kids back to the hotel we'll take a little nap we'll go to the parks at night that happened nowhere near that plan like not even close we went to the water parks and then as soon as we were done the kids really want to just like go back out to a park and they didn't want to go to bed early and so we just it was a long day and i would just say probably more so typhoon lagoon than blizzard beach because you don't have the uh the lift but you know water parks definitely take energy so i don't know that i would try to tackle a long stint in the park along with a day at the water parks again unless i was really brave yeah we did our water we did our water parks day as a non-park day because we had four day tickets and then we were there for five. So we did water parks for most of the morning and into the afternoon. And then we actually went to the hoop to do review for dinner that night. But yeah, I don't think my kids, especially being younger could have done a theme park after having done some of the water park. Yeah. And one other thing, like little nugget that I'll leave, cause we didn't know this uh, the first time we went to the water parks, but we've since learned it, you know, in subsequent visits, you'll see a bunch of signs around for towel rental. And as long as you're staying on site at one of the Disney properties, towel rental, quote unquote, just means they'll give you free towels. The, they only charge for towels if you're staying off site. So uh, the nice thing there is, it's just, you know, really easy to go to the park with essentially a small bag of stuff you might need later in the day. And, you know, let, let Disney worry about the towels. Yes. That totally almost faked me out. I was like, what do you mean? I'm going to have to pay for towels. And then I of course walked up and discovered that they were complimentary for me. Um, there are lockers for people who want to lock their valuables up. We risked it. We didn't bring any like, you know, cash or credit cards because we were putting everything on magic bands, but we did leave our cell phones in our bag next to our, our chair. And I guess security by obscurity, we didn't have any problems with that. Yeah, we did the lockers. There were plenty of them. Smaller size, um, you know, is is tight, in my opinion, for a family of four bringing any sort of a of a real bag. Um, I'm a little bit more nervous being a New Yorker of you know assuming that people are going to steal things from me. Um, and so you know we brought uh, you know we locked our cell phones up and and stuff like that in the in the lockers. There seemed to be plenty available because we went to one of the parks. I think it was Typhoon fairly late in the day because of some other stuff that we did in the morning. And there still seemed to be plenty of lockers. So I don't know that you're ever at risk of running out of of locker space. But but I, I would I would certainly recommend it only because I just I don't know I guess I'm kind of untrusting. And you're talking about I think the small lockers were six dollars and the big lockers were $10. So you're not talking big dollars to lock stuff up. No, not at all. You, you probably had this made the smarter decision. 
and I got away with something. <laughs> so since you guys have completely ignored my question about lines, it makes me feel like lines are just not something that was a huge concern when you guys were waiting for the rides. No, there definitely were some lines. Um, not as much for the, the craziest slides i noticed like teamboat springs had a pretty decent line i think because it was one of those middle of the road somewhat thrilling but not too crazy rides we, we probably waited at least 20 plus minutes in that mid-morning i think it's just like you know the parks the earlier you get there if you get there at rope drop you're going to have an hour where you can really do a lot of things without waiting in line but as the day goes on past lunchtime they do start to accumulate a little bit but it's not terrible yeah i would say at blizzard we saw I don't know that we ever saw a line longer than 10 minutes except for Team Boat, um, which is the family tube ride. And I don't think we were in line quite 20 minutes. I wasn't timing it. It was the first ride that we hit on this most recent trip. And so it was sort of like we got in. We were, there's still the giddiness of, hey, we're here. It's fun and all that. And I don't think we really noticed that we were in line until we'd already been in line for a little while. Um, but I don't think it was more than 20 minutes. And I'd say everything else was was easily 10 minutes or less. And shaded, sunny, like, you know, how much sun exposure do you have in the lines? Partially shaded. Team Boat was in, in and out. I would highly recommend for anybody who has my Irish jeans, as I've alluded to before, um, wear a rash guard. I did over my swimsuit, and my kids usually are wearing rash guard swimsuits anyway. So that really made it easier. I didn't have to worry about us, you know, frying and reapplying sunscreen because it was washing off. I think that was a a good compromise. And, and, you know, it's obviously it'll protect you from injuries on those crazy water slides a little bit more too. Yeah. I think it's a mixed bag. As Leslie said, team boat Springs has some umbrellas. So parts of it are exposed and it's at the top of the mountain. So there's less places to find shade. There's really not much shade and a little shade on the very side of where the Tykes peak slot uh, pools are. There's, you know, obviously shade off to the side where families can sit but the lines themselves aren't that long and then the other side of the mountain where like the team slides are and the racing stuff like that there's you know little bits of shade here and there but um if they're if the lines are longer if the lines are short uh the queues at the very top are generally covered all right and then my last question is did you guys get caught in the rain at all uh you know i know it's been raining a lot this month but did it happen to rain while you guys were there and if so i guess what happens at the at blizzard beach when it rains so I never did. We actually left Blizzard Beach minutes before a rainstorm happened. So I did not experience it. And that was entirely accidental. We weren't even watching the weather. I, I'm definitely curious. I'm sure they shut down wave pools and Lazy River and things like that when it's lightning and thundering because they do with the Disney pools. Did you have any personal experience, Ed? Yeah, I did. We were at, uh, we did not have any uh, in the times that we visited Blizzard. But at Typhoon Lagoon, we had multiples. And um, they do clear everybody out. You know, I can't make a judgment call on this for Blizzard, but I think the public areas are large enough that there wouldn't be any sort of overcrowding. There definitely wasn't at Typhoon. You know, the first time we were out for probably 15 minutes and we just happened to be ready for lunch at that point. So we just went ahead and grabbed lunch. The second time um, that they sounded the, uh, the alert was later in the day and we just decided that we would leave, which became a common theme as well. Because after we got done with the lockers, pretty much everybody just, you know, piled into the showers and lockers afterwards. But as we were heading out of the park, um, I, I ran back to grab a photo of the wave pool with nobody in it because I'm a you know nerdy blogger geek and figured that picture would come in handy at some point. And they had just you know sort of whistled everybody back in. So it was probably just shy of 30 minutes. Um, and there was no actual rain at that point. It was just you know thunder and lightning in the area. So it was a 20, 25-minute break that we, that we had to be out of the pools. All right. To close it out, 
Ed, we've uh, started this new segment called Disney Do's and Don'ts. Um, if you're not ready to be put on the spot with a Disney Do or a Disney Don't for Blizzard Beach, that's fine. But do you have any you know, parting wisdom that you would say something that you really recommend people do or not do when they're visiting Blizzard Beach? Yeah, so my my Disney um, boy, I've got a, I've got a do and a don't. So I'll, I'll give you the the don't, which is I, I would try not to eat lunch at the peak uh, peak lunchtime, if you will. Either grab a snack before you go or afterwards, because um, the one main restaurant there, Blizzard, where you can get most of the food that's you know not going to be like the typical like fried. Uh, park food, um, the lines got pretty long for us uh, the one time that we tried to go right at lunchtime. Um, and it was, you know, probably like a longer wait than anything else, 20 minutes to get a salad and a sandwich. Nice. And if you have a do, you might as well share it since, you know, this is your time. This is your spotlight. All right. I'm gonna, it, the do is get to the park some point in the morning and go straight up to Team Boat Springs because having listened to Leslie, that was also the experience that we had the times that we visited Blizzard was that's the one ride that seems to back up a bit line-wise. So I would get there a bit on the early side and hit that ride a couple of times before the line gets long. All right, Leslie, any final thoughts on Blizzard Beach from you? One final thought that I was not expecting, transportation to Blizzard Beach. I just assumed it was like other Disney parks that there would be a bus straight from my hotel to Blizzard Beach, and that is not the case. I was staying at Port Orleans French Quarter, and I found out that we would have to take a bus first to Animal Kingdom, I think, and then to Blizzard Beach. Um, So you may have to make a connection, and so we decided not to do that and instead just all hopped in a lift that morning to get there quickly. So check your transit connections to the water parks first. Yeah, I can actually uh, verify this. A lot of the resorts don't have direct bus service to Blizzard. Um, A lot of them do to Typhoon because it's folded into a Disney Spring stop, but um, there are a bunch where you have to double hop it, and I would absolutely say Lyft or uh, minivan is the way to go. All right, thanks so much. Ed, where can people find your work elsewhere? my work. That's a little bit over excessive, but you know, when I'm having fun talking about travel with guys like you, um, that's at miles to go, uh, dot boarding area.com or just wherever podcasts are consumed, iTunes, Google play, SoundCloud, Stitcher. Um, and, uh, my blog and all my social stuff is pizza in motion, um, where you'll find me saying sarcastic things on Twitter. And, uh, and lastly, the, the cool new thing that we enabled for our podcast, which uh, I hope you guys will do for Disney deciphered. You can now, uh, tune to your Amazon, device and say alexa play me the miles to go podcast and the next thing you'll hear is me (laughs) you'll have to let us know how to do that so uh, my kids will get a huge kick out of that one (laughs) yeah all right thanks so much leslie you got anything else no that's it ed thanks so much for being our second guest on disney deciphered yeah hey guys thanks so much for being on all right you were on us man get it right (laughs) (laughs) all right see y'all later bye-bye 